The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast, everyone. I am your host for the day, Joe Chung. Sean is out for the day, but we have a special guest for you. Leave that as a little tease right now. Let's first bring in the man who is always here, never missed a day of work in his life, according to himself. Mark, how are you doing today? Good to talk to you. It's true. Like 20 years straight, never missed a day. When I quit my old job, I had like six weeks of sick time built up and they would not let me use any of it. So uh, I guess the jokes on me are there. But yeah, who's joining us? Derek Dye from Travel on Points, of course. Hey, yo. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Howdy. A good, good friend of mine, uh, you know, a beer drinker, a uh, points and miles lover, a Facebook group guru, uh, group building guru. Why don't you introduce yourself, Derek, for everybody and... and Kind of give us the background. You know, you have the Travel on Points website, the Facebook group, an interesting story of how you started that, why you started that. So I always thought it was kind of funny. Can Thanks I do for the plugs me. first or what, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are you doing? You tell you tell me to host this. I'm going to leave this all in, by the way. You tell me to host this, okay? And you don't even let us, you don't even, you know, Sean always starts with the plugs. So I'm sorry, Derek, but I got to do Sean right. Okay, so MTM Podcast... True. Hey, I do MTM <laughs> Please subscribe, like us, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or I heard Spotify is rolling out reviews now, so you can leave us reviews there. So you can subscribe to us, mtmpodcast.com. Today is a special recording. We are recording live for the Diamond Lounge. And so if you want to be part of the Diamond Lounge, you can check us out, patreon.com slash miles to memories, where you can subscribe for tons of bonus content and every once in a while record a live podcast like this it was probably okay. that massive cup all right derek so sorry to cut you off let's go back to mark's question please tell us who you are tell us about travel on points please i'm derek from travel on points and that's basically all i can uh, say about myself since i forgot mark's question no uh thanks for having <laughs> me guys i'll try and be nice to sean and not make fun of him constantly like uh his apparently key employee mark is doing all night yeah but the first five minutes of this live recording was just mark totally dumping on sean the entire time so that's what you're missing out on patreon.com you know, slash miles to memories when we tell people why he's not here they're gonna really think i'm a jerk <laughs> all right moving on so over travel on points my wife and i started it back in 2019 great time to start a travel group a few months before the pandemic hit us yes you nailed it <laughs> Everyone wants to travel during a pandemic. Everyone wants to open award travel cards during a pandemic. Yeah, not so much. Uh, you know, timing timing is not um, my forte, I guess. But uh, we're having fun over in the Facebook group and on the blog. Uh, and, but the best part of the game, obviously, is the people you meet like Mark and Sean and Joe. So it's been a great time. You don't have yeah. to lie. We just met today. It's okay. You're right. Well, You're right. And I hate Mark. So today. that was all I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a good uh, 
Good episode. Good episode. So I want to know, um, I don't, I know Mark knows the story, but I don't know the story. So, you know, what kind of, you obviously did not predict that a pandemic was coming, but you know, why did you and your wife decide to start the Facebook group? You know, what were you doing? You know, what kind of led you down this path? A little bit of a backstory before the backstory. I like to talk like Mark. I'm very loud. Uh, I, I try and make everyone laugh all the time. But, you know, telling the same stories every single day gets old after a while. So I was headed to uh, I'm a litigator. I go to court almost every day, uh, at least pre-pandemic. And I found that the more I travel and the more I shared on Facebook, attorneys and judges that I saw on a regular basis would literally stop me in court and want to figure out how we were doing it. I had one judge actually in open court, packed courtroom, mention that I must be a trust fund baby. That's a, a direct <laughs> quote because my wife like and I publicly traveled. Publicly so, said that? Uh, publicly said that? Standing room only courtroom. Were I they, was. Were, was the, uh, stenog- what are they called? Uh, the typer? Did she like punch that into the notes? Stenographer. The stenographer. stenographer. Luckily, luckily, the record was not on at that time. So it was uh, during the docket call. But I was embarrassed, even though I thought it was kind of funny after the fact. But that led to having these same conversations every day, even though I loved it. You know, as we all know, when you first start figuring out a word travel, it's like drinking from a fire hose. So I decided to, number one, start the Facebook group really before the blog to bring everyone in. I could post stuff. And if they chose to read it and wanted to follow it, fine. If not, I could stop them when I was in person with them and say, did you read what I posted yesterday? If not, go read it. I'm not talking about it today. So that was the origins. I never expected it to become anything big or uh, something that would consume every waking minute of every single day of my life. Uh, but here we are. Uh, and I've lost all my hair because of it. Not really. I was already. Born, no, I, I met a good him story. early on. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was shiny uh, when I first met him back. Um, we met uh, the first time at Chicago seminars in 2019. And I joined the group, one of the you know early on members and everything. And it's been really fun to watch it grow. And Derek and his team put in a lot of work, a lot of effort. So it's a fun group. If you're not in it, definitely uh, consider joining it. And you guys have had like a huge spike in the last couple of months, which has been kind of cool to see all the hard work pay off. And what do you, what do you get, like 16, 17,000 members, something like that now? Yeah, we're, we're uh, 17, 200, 17, 300, something like that. We were around 6,000. You 6, know the 000. exact number, don't lie. I, uh, it, well, I haven't hit refresh in the last uh, 13 minutes, but if you want me, I can't, I can't be off by more than a couple. That's, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I've got, um, a, I've got, a, I've got a random Facebook question for you guys. So I freaking hate Facebook's interface, but both of you moderate. Well, I don't know how much you moderate now, Mark, but you used to moderate a lot more. These gigantic Facebook groups with like tens of thousands of people. And you say, Derek, that... If someone asks a question, you can direct them to an old post, but Facebook makes it so hard to like have a link for a post. So do you guys have any tips for, I mean, I'm inside baseball, so I would like to know what tips are for like moderators to kind of stay on top of things, but also for like the regular user, you know, what's the best way to use a Facebook group and not get lost? Cause I feel like I'm saying, seeing the same posts that I don't want to see all the time, Wordle. Okay. I muted Wordle. I still see Wordle posts, Facebook, your mute system sucks. So I'm seeing all these posts that I don't want to see all the time. And the posts I really want to see, I find hard to find. I would say that word travel or not, Facebook feeds algorithms. And and once you feed that algorithm, that is what you're going to see. Uh, it can't be stressed enough. And until you're really behind the scenes uh, of, of running a group or 
being very active on Facebook and whatever you do, you don't realize how important those algorithms are. So if you figure out how to feed that algorithm, even for your personal newsfeed, once you figure out how to manipulate it, you can literally see what you want to see and not see what you don't want to see. So uh, still no idea then. <laughs> I can't give I can't give away all the secrets. <laughs> yeah, I, it's tough. I mean, it's tough surf, searching on Facebook. So a lot of people just ask a question without searching, which is fine. Um, if they're if it's something that we've seen recently, you know, same in trouble on points or in miles to memories, you can direct them back. But you, you, like Joe said, it's even hard to like get a link to a specific post. Like you have to save it and then go into your saves and pull it. It's very annoying. Facebook has all this time, money, backend people, and they just make it worse, it seems like. And now if you do like a live chat, you get muted after like 10 uh, responses. And I tried to share like an article in the Facebook group a couple of weeks ago, and they said I was spamming, uh, you know, basically my own group. I don't know how you can spam your own group, but yeah, their, their system's a little tough to get through, but I will say there's a lot of great people in, in the groups and you know, they'll help out even if they're not, you know, involved, they're not a moderator. There's a lot of people that are just in the groups and there to help ask questions, answer questions, stuff like that, which is always cool to see, especially this day and age with, with all the bickering and fighting you see in the world and sometimes in Facebook groups. Sometimes <laughs> in Facebook groups. Sometimes. I should stay for the record that I enjoy playing Wordle. I just don't want my entire Facebook feed filled with it. Um, but I, I muted it. You're supposed to be able to mute things, and I see it all the time. What if I wanted to mute like a word that was actually offensive to me? I don't. I don't know what would happen. So no, the, the really, better. the really creepy thing is when you have a talk when you're talking with a friend about something completely random, and then you open up Facebook, and the very first ad you see is like that. Like one time, I made a joke about like armpit sweat pads or something, and <laughs> my friend opens up Facebook, and the first ad is for like these things that you put in the inside of your shirt to, to stop the sweat stains or something. It was <laughs> wait, were you doing it out loud or via typing? Because I, I no, swear loud. sometimes. Loud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I'm let's not talk about this. I'm going to just, <laughs> I, I, I quit life. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think our phones are listening to us. So oh, tinfoil sure. hat. They definitely yeah. are listening. And, and Joe, it's already too late. We're going, we know it's going to be in our newsfeed later. Armpits. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Look, look at this right now. <laughs> Live streaming. Our, Armpit our, sweat. All right. So let's get back on track. So I know you were, Derek, you were recently at Ventana Big Sur. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, frankly. But, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that trip because that is, even though I don't know how to pronounce it correctly necessarily, I see so much about it and the pictures look so great. It just seems like somewhere that I got to check out sometime in my life. Yeah, I was there for three days a couple of weeks ago, and honestly, I don't know how to pronounce it. I call it Ventana. I don't know if that's correct or not, but uh, it's in Big Sur State Park, right it's on like Krug. Yeah. Well, no, I think we know how to pronounce that. We, we, know, we know how to pronounce that one, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Mark, you are the only person that mispronounced that word. I said it right first, and I was like, <laughs> unless it's Krug. <laughs> Yeah, you're like Gold. you're like no, that sounds too right. Let me change this. Uh, yeah, poor Mark. But uh, Ventana's on Highway One, uh, Pacific Coast Highway, uh, about an hour and a half to two hours south of San Francisco. We flew in in and out of SFO, rented a car, uh, spent the night about halfway down, and uh, another little town. Spent the day in Monterey and Carmel, and did 17 mile drive through Pebble Beach. Got to walk up. Uh, to the 18th hole and imagine, 
you know, making an eagle on that final hole to beat Mark uh, one up and ruin all of his hopes I've, and dreams. I've seen you. I've seen you golf. That wouldn't. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Yeah, not right now. Maybe maybe uh, ten years ago when you yeah, golf stop. Maybe ten years ago. Uh, so we left Pebble Beach and drove on down. Uh, like I said, about a two-hour drive in total. Got there for three nights. Uh, just a lovely property. Sits up about 1,100 feet on the on the mountain there, right up right up uh, the Pacific Ocean. So you have uh, if you uh, get suites, a lot of them are ocean view through the trees, and you can see the Pacific Ocean for sunsets. Uh, there's lots of hiking. There's lots of pools. There's lots of nature uh, trails through the redwoods. The best part about it, though, is just the privacy. It was at full capacity. Or we were there over New Year's weekend and uh, fully ca- uh, full capacity, yet we rarely saw anyone on property except during mealtime. So we went on hikes. We were completely alone, really didn't see anyone. We went to the pool. No one was around. Uh, we we uh, walked the property, uh, saw no one. It was quite lovely. No, uh, and I know that that became like a really, you know, aspirational type of redemption when they added in um, all inclusive for for the food and everything, which happened, what, like a year, year and a half ago, two years ago, something like that. And it's something that I wanted to, you know, when we were doing our baseball stadium tour, Joe knows knows I love to go to baseball stadiums for an inning or two, walk around and then leave. So we're going to do like the L.A. area and then take the drive up to San Francisco and hit the, the Bay Area teams. And that's like a perfect stop along the way, along that, you know, iconic drive. But it's hard to find uh, award space there. And I know people search and search and search. So did you guys get lucky or did did it take a long time to get the space and then kind of give us an overview of what the cash price was and uh, what what you end up spending the points on and everything like that? Yeah, honestly, I do think we got lucky. So we originally booked New Year's Eve into 2021 back in January of 20 and then California was shut down to leisure travel in December of 2020, so we couldn't travel. So we canceled that around December 15th, 2020. And on January 8th, I was looking back at my notes uh, while we were there, actually. January 8th of last year, I looked again, and there was availability again over New Year's weekend for this year. So we booked it almost, what, 350 days out, roughly. And uh, same three nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday over New Year's Eve. Uh, that was perfect. It is very, very difficult if you haven't searched for this property or you're searching now and you hope to go in the in the near future. It's very difficult uh, to find those 30K nights for the standard room, especially multiple in a row. You can find one or two here and there, but uh, a long weekend, three or four nights is very difficult to find. Highly recommend you start looking as soon as the schedule opens about a year out, a year and a couple of weeks out, and and just keep looking back all the time. If you happen to be a globalist, it certainly couldn't hurt to uh, task your concierge with searching for you. Yeah, I have heard some people using their concierge to, and they'll uh, send like, hey, I just saw this open up. So that's a good tip and definitely something that me as a globalist light does not get uh, to take advantage of. But how was the food? Usually all inclusive, like food is not great, especially like if you go to Cancun, Mexico, stuff like that. I know the Hyatt's usually are kind of a step above. So what'd you think of the food? I know you're a foodie. I thought it was really good. I described it in my review for Travel on Points that it, it certainly wasn't Michelin star worthy. If you know Michelin star and top restaurants in the world is your thing, it did not go to that level, especially on the service side. But it, I would, for 
the average person, I would say it was like going to the nicest or one of the nicest restaurants in your average American city. Uh, so it's a place you would look forward to going. If I lived nearby, I would certainly drive over and have breakfast or dinner there. I thought the breakfast was the best meal of the day. It was plentiful. There was many options for everyone, vegan, vegetarian, meat eaters, light eaters, you know, uh, to grab and go if, if that's your thing. Uh, but all the meals were really good. They seemed to rotate the menus regularly. They kept telling us that they had just changed the menu for their winter menu. Uh, it's a very seasonal menu. It ebbed and flowed with the seasons and, and what is fresh currently uh, very well. And overall, we were extremely pleased. We never went hungry. Uh, you could get really nice things to your room, including s'mores to cook over the fire. Uh, and we loved it. It was great. Take that, Hilton lovers. You get your $15 credit and you like it. <laughs> s'mores would probably cost $15. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, they got to cover that California gas tax out there. So, yeah, everything's expensive. For anyone that hasn't gone, the one thing I would say is if you – uh, like to consume alcohol. Alcohol is not included in the all-inclusive and prices are what you would expect for a five-star luxury resort where it's really difficult to go anywhere. Uh, they had a few draft beers with a good selection. Uh, they were nine to 14 or $15 each. Bottles of wine started at about $85 or so and went up. I mean, they had some really, really good bottles. They tout a 10,000 bottle seller. I don't believe it. Probably more in the 2,000 range. Uh, but they have bottles going up to about $750. Nothing crazy. And then a few super high-end, 10,000 plus. But uh, most were in the 100 to 250 range. So if you do like to sit around the fire and drink a bottle of wine, you may want to bring it with you because it adds up quickly. We made that mistake. Uh, last, yeah, yeah, we forgot. Yeah, we I forgot. Doubt, I doubt. I doubt there's a lot of uh, places to go pick up stuff close by, too. No, no, it's it definitely not. And even worse, and we learned the first day, they tell you when they deliver. But if you ask for alcohol to the room, uh, not only are you paying, you know, again, the cheapest bottle was about 85 bucks, I think, a uh, 22% uh, service charge. So that $85 bottle, I think, was 107 something like that, after tax and gratuity. So cert I'm certainly okay with 22%. But when you're already paying inflated prices and it's literally bringing a bottle of wine and a corkscrew, that can add up if, you, you know, you may happen to sit around and drink four or five bottles a day. Not Pop that I bottles. would. Not Pop that I would. But. <laughs> now, did they have a uh, champagne car that, that brings it to your door? Oh, they did not. Sarah's still <laughs> devastated. Tell, tell... <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cool story that Joe hasn't heard. Why don't you, uh, or in the listeners, uh, talk about that a bit? Yeah, so... We did my 40th birthday back in May. We were supposed to go to Sicily. Obviously, Italy was not closed as Americans were just starting to get vaccinated. So we uh, pivoted and went to Palm Springs, stayed at the former Waldorf Astoria La Quinta Resort. I think it's now Curio Which, Collection. I always thought it was funny that it was a La Quinta. I'm like, <laughs> really? Like a La Quinta in the suites is what you take for a Waldorf property? Mark is a golfer. You should know that is a high-end golf resort, former PGA Tour venue. I, I won't fault you for that, though. But. I'll give you a free breakfast at the La Quinta, too. <laughs> exactly. But it was a phenomenal property. I think it was 80 or 85,000 points per night. So we burned a couple of certificates there. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 52 pools, I believe. Um, just in sort of a courtyard style. Few rooms around each pool. Plenty of space to 
you know, hang out on your own and have your own pool. But the cool thing was they had a Vuv Clicquot cart that went around and sold champagne. And we were like, well, it was our friends we were traveling with. It was her birthday that day. It was a multi-birthday trip. So uh, Sarah and I decided to get her a bottle of Vuv uh, at the pool for a birthday. They told us the price was 165. We were like, well, that's a big splurge, but whatever. You know, we were already a couple bottles deep by then. Luckily on checkout, only 65 bucks and the Hilton Aspire resort credit covered it in full. I love <laughs> free <win>. champagne. <laughs> That's what you get at La Quinta. That's, you know, the La Quinta they can't, yeah, it's a, yeah. The, the, they can't figure out math so well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to Ventana for a second. You know, what kind of. Besides the pools, which someone commented in the Facebook group that you love pools, you know, what kind of activities did you find were enjoyable or were you just kind of relaxing in your room all the time? You know, what was the draw activity wise at that resort? Yeah, that's a good question. And the pool was sarcasm because the person that posted that know that there's very few things in life I hate worse than pools. But as, as, he, cashed, as he cashed in membership rewards to pay for a pool. <laughs> I'm weird. Let's just leave it at that. But, you know, Vuv Clicquot by the pool, I can, I can get down with that. Uh, at Ventana, uh, to go back to your original point, first, they have a daily hike around the property that's guided uh, with a very knowledgeable guy. Really, really cool way to see some of the stuff around the property you wouldn't know. He gave us a lot of really interesting history of Big Sur State Park, as well as redwoods and the way redwoods grow and die, which was really interesting. You get to see parts of the property you wouldn't see on your own. They have an extensive organic garden where they source most of their vegetables and herbs and things for the for the restaurants. Uh, that was the highlight of our day. We tried to do that and, and then relax in the afternoons. They have a falconry experience that you have to pay for. We actually missed it, but uh, I fell asleep after a very large breakfast. Uh, and not a hike that day, unfortunately, because the breakfast was too large. Um, but <laughs> so it may be a little bit of wine the night before. Getting that, but we, getting yeah. that, uh, that globalist benefit. <laughs> That's uh, right. That's right. We missed the falconry experience, though. It's only a couple of days a week. There is a cost associated with that. But uh, we, we did walk by the people doing it and it was really cool. Uh, only two people doing it. So they uh, had these two falcons there with the with the handler. Uh, and they got the basically a private experience, which looked amazing. Other than that, there's uh, there's the spa, there's two pools, a hot tub overlooking the mountains, and like I said, there's tons of hiking. So you can do all of that. You can leave the property. There's famous restaurants right down Highway One. There's uh, several fame other famous state parks just to the north on Highway One. You could drive and do some day trips, and honestly, you could spend months in Big Sur hiking and just looking at nature. That sounds awesome. We should mention, Sean, he was planning on coming tonight and, and doing this, and Derek stepped in last minute. You know, he came down with, he ended up coming down with COVID uh, last week, and the whole family kind of got it. They're all in the recovery, uh, so that's good news. And he's just kind of getting spells where he feels fine, and then he gets a little tired, and he was like, I just don't have it tonight. So we had Derek step in, which is great. I said I called it an upgrade uh, before the show, which uh, hopefully Sean doesn't hear that. No, just kidding. Now you've officially <laughs> called it an upgrade on the show, so... There you go. But I, I was supposed to go to Vegas this past weekend to meet up with him. We we're going to go to all the outskirts of uh, around Vegas, um, all the towns and stuff, and kind of see different local properties and, and things like that, like Laughlin and Pahrump and, and, you know, out to 
Red Rocks and all that stuff. So uh, I ended up canceling that last minute and, you know, first cancellation of 2022, something we've, we've grown accustomed to and, and uh, something I hope I don't have to do anymore. But that, that is kind of like the silver lining of the pandemic is everybody makes it so easy to cancel. Like I had Delta flights, I canceled, they gave me the credit for a year and uh, canceled the, the hotels, which was fine. They were comped in, in Vegas. So that wasn't a big deal, but just like airlines and stuff, it, you know, being able to book and not worried about, Oh, what if this happens or what if I get sick? I think, I hope that stays around a long time. I know it probably won't, but I think that is one of the few good things we've gotten out of this for sure. What all the airlines told us they were getting rid of cancel fees for life, Mark, for yeah. life. That's what they said. <laughs> For life, let's hold it to them. Let's hold them yeah, to it. Whose life? Whose life? That's what we didn't ask them. That's the problem. <laughs> That's like the uh, article I wrote about uh, Hilton uh, saying breakfast uh, credit is here forever. And then uh, their PR team reached out and said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're just committing to the end of the year. So I said forever lasts a day. So there you go. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so Derek, you are planning to go to Istanbul. Istanbul, um, Constantinople, if you will, they might be giants. No, so tell us a little bit that my, my head. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so, you know, tell us a little bit about the trip. How'd you plan? I mean, first of all, I haven't heard about booking international travel on points for so long. So tell us a little bit about that. And then what are you going to go to Turkey for? We actually booked just a very simple trip for late in March round trip, Turkish Dallas to Istanbul nonstop both ways 45,000 thank you points transferred how many, to Tur- how many Turkish. phone calls did you have to make to get it booked? you know surprisingly none it was very simple yeah very simple so i, oh, I lucked out my, with that you're raining on my parade where i like to to crap all over <laughs> turkish miles, yeah. <laughs> it, it's wonderful mark and i you know i i would love to get you on board with the uh, thank you parade and you love thank you points but you know if you don't like it that's that's more turkish bookings for me and i'm okay with that cuz i'll take 45k in business to Europe any old day. That's a good deal. That's that's yeah. uh, tough to be right there. Yeah. So we we wanted to go rug shopping for our new house. We're we've been building a house for uh, 17 and a half years. Oh wait, no, that's just what it feels like. It's been about 15 months. Um, I've been living at my in-laws that entire time. Back to the 17 and a half years comment, uh, and it's been great. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Good thing they everybody. won't listen to this. <laughs> Everybody's, it's been wonderful. Everybody's cringing right now inside, thinking about living with their in-laws for 17 months. It's been great. Uh, we're ready for our house, uh, and they are ready for us to have a house. Um, but as part of you know doing our thing, we're trying to fill our house, uh, just the two of us. We're trying to fill it with uh, stuff from our from our travels and our adventures. So we were last in Istanbul uh, back in 2014. We loved the rugs there. We we uh, went shopping didn't didn't buy any rugs back then uh, we were mid-20s and broke so uh, we kind of promised ourselves if we ever got a big house forever home we would try and get a rug so saving a lot of points through the pandemic figured let's just go for a quick weekend non-stop both ways hopefully testing will be okay let's get ourselves a rug or two for the new house so uh, I booked it uh, and told Sarah after booking said hey we're going to Istanbul in about five months non-stop each way hopefully it works out we're lucky <laughs> to yeah. buy some rugs are you guys uh planning on doing the the hot air balloons or anything while you're there or is it you uh, so short yeah it's going to be so short we're going literally we're going to fly in uh land on a thursday go straight to the park high at the first night and work on east coast time 
and then take Friday off and then stay for the weekend to shop and uh, eat some food, see a few things and and come home. So we're, we're excited though. It's gonna be a quick trip. We have not ventured internationally other than to Cancun uh, since J our Japan trip in November of 19. So in, I guess, October of 19. So it'll be a nice, you know, refresher to international travel again. It, feel, it feels like I've never done it before at this point. All right. So I got, you know, I got random questions about the Let's random stuff I think about. Have you done <laughs> are you research? Thinking about cats? Like, are you thinking about cats? No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, because <laughs> Ian's no, not Ian. Get out of here. You're not thinking about um, cats. What kind of research did you do on how do the rugs get? Is it all always shipped back? Like, is that the only way you can get the rugs back? Or are there like, I don't know, special rug tags? So you can pay a rug fee to fly in Turkish. Like they're used to people buying rugs. You know, how does that all work? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of your high-end shops, depending on your price point, give you, you know, the quote unquote free shipping back to the United States. That's probably when you're spending you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on rugs. Uh, we're not going to be doing that, but you can get some, you know, quote unquote, free shipping back, uh, depending on the size of rugs we buy and the thickness, especially. Apparently, the nicer rugs are thinner, and the nicer you get, the thinner they are, especially the silk Turkish rugs. Uh, if you get them thin enough and small enough, you can actually you can literally roll them up and fold them and shove them in a a duffel bag and bring them back. So some of the smaller ones we may get, hopefully we can bring one or two back in a duffel bag uh, with those free bags in business. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll have them shipped back. It's a good problem to have. So you're <laughs> going to bring your own duffel bag or you're going to get a duffel bag, you know, procure on site? I, you know, I haven't thought about that. That's a really good question. Probably well, you got take two it. months. You yeah. got two months. Yeah. yeah, probably take it just in case. Don't, you know, if we find a rug, we don't want to spend time trying to look for a duffel. So probably best to take it. And if we end up not using it, we can just bring it back. Shira in the live chat said, wait, are you going to actually check a bag? <laughs> he does point. for beer. He does for beer. So maybe yeah, I do. You're, beer good in there. I do. So I will say uh, this kind of reminds me reverse uh, order, Joe. Uh, when we went, we had the Denver meetup. I brought a whole bunch of uh, Diamond Lounge T-shirts that we that we made for everybody that was going to them. So I had to bring like 50, 60 shirts or whatever. So I had this uh, old suitcase I hadn't used in like five years, 10 years, something like that. Cause it was a, it, it's a check bag. It's not a, well, I guess it could fit in the overhead, but it's, it's big. So I'd look like one of those people trying to just jam it in there. So I brought it and I uh, had the, the whole thing stuffed full shirts. It was like packed to the gills and I didn't really want the bag anymore. So I just left it in the hotel room for them to throw, throw away uh, after I left. So, cause I didn't want to have to worry about bringing it back. I used to do that all the time with like clothing in Europe and stuff like that. Who like, are you, Al Allen Iverson? <laughs> Leaving a suit in every city? Well, it wasn't a suit. It's just like old, you know, this is especially like when we were traveling in like in our late 20s, like after we first got married, my wife is like, why are you still wearing these free t-shirts you got in college, you know, from like Citibank and stuff who was like standing on the quad handing out shirts. And she's like, you need to get rid of those. Sign up for this credit card, get a free t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I got my discover <laughs> card. So, uh, you know, I would just bring clothes. Um, and then that way, like, as you're going along, you're freeing up space in your suitcase for like the souvenirs and stuff that you got. So I used to do that all the time. Leave clothes. Um, I know a lot. I know. think, I think a lot of people do that with like undershirts, underwear, old stuff. They just throw it away on longer trips and, and it makes it a lot easier. So it makes sense. I definitely do that. Wait, you told me that you keep uh, all your shirts for like 20 years. So what are you throwing away? You're I mean, right. He's, o he's over 20 <laughs> years old. So 
Sarah does that. I'll rephrase. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, armpit stains, you know, 20-year-old shirts. You, you know that guy? Yeah, City Bank. They're bad. Hey, it's just, it's just like those old shirts that you remember uh, – the thermo shirts in like middle school that you breathe, you'd breathe on and they would change colors. It's just like that. Just pit stains. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> we brought up, we brought up. Bodily we apologize everyone. Too much. This yeah, we, we, we apologize everyone. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll make an outtake out of it. All right. So, um, you know, thank you so much for sharing all that, Derek. If you don't mind, we're going to talk about Mark a little bit because we always got to put something on the agenda that's Mark related, but I'm sure you'll have some good feedback on this story. So Mark, I'm sorry, I don't have the article open right now, but you wrote a wonderful headline that I'm paraphrasing is PayPal sucks and are a bunch of thieving no goods, no good, no do gooders. <laughs> yeah, trying to get me in trouble, trying to get its banned somewhere else. Um, yeah. So no, tell, yeah, but tell us what happened. Tell us what happened. No, like the main gist of it, like the story is kind of bizarre and I guess it's, it's, not that uncommon, which is sad. But uh, the main gist of it is don't, if you're buying something from a merchant, don't use your PayPal cash because it, it which, you know, everybody listening to this realizes one, they're going to use a credit card for points and two, for the extra uh, protections. But it's kind of crazy because my wife, you know, she went through and one of those Facebook ads got her. It said, like, hey, buy this uh, fold up treadmill thing or whatever. It's only 100 bucks. She's like, oh, that looks like a good deal. Like, I'll, I'll do that. She goes to their website and, it looks legit. She orders it. And then she goes like, after she orders it, she goes back and checks like Amazon for similar items. And they're three, 400, $500 on Amazon. She's like, Oh crap. I probably, this is probably scammy. So she tries to cancel, tries to email them. Doesn't get a response. At one point she gets like a kickback. Like this email doesn't work anymore. So she's like, okay, crap. A couple of weeks go by. No, no products delivered. So she, I say, file a dispute with PayPal. Say you never got the stuff. You know, we never got a tracking order uh, number anything. So she does that. And then she comes back a couple of days later and says, PayPal closed the the claim and, and awarded it to the merchant and didn't agree with my dispute. And they gave her a tracking number. And this is the first time we've seen the tracking number. It was really weird. It was from UPS. But all it said was uh, that it, the item was delivered on this date and it was delivered to our city. But it didn't have any tracking info, like no, like went here to here to here to here, nothing like that. It said that was uh, only the seller could look at that info for protection purposes. or So that was really strange. We're like, what is going on here? There's no info here. All it says is delivered. And it's, you know, a treadmill. Like, you can't miss that. And it said it's 27 pounds. You know, at this point, we're like, okay, what's going on? So we file uh, a dispute with UPS saying we didn't get this package. What's going on? And that opened it up where we got a little bit more info. After we filed the claim, they said... Uh, delivered to this person in Beverly Hills. Well, the person was not my wife. We uh, we Googled, which this is kind of scary. We Googled uh, the person's name and our city, and it gave us their address, which was like several blocks away. And it said it was uh, shipped from Amazon. So we're like, what in the world is going on here? Like, what do you think, Joe? What, at this point, what do you, what do you think is going on? Obviously, the number one thing I'm thinking about is someone scamming you. But if they scammed you, they're not going to ship it three blocks away. You know, unless they didn't actually ship a treadmill, they ship something else. But it said 27 pounds on the UPS thing. So I don't know. What's your hypothesis, Derek? Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like a scam to me. But random tracking number that is a few doors down, that's bizarre. What's the chances out of 370 yeah. million people? <laughs> so, <laughs> my wife actually tracks this lady down on Facebook and sends her a message and says, Wait, the lady hey, on Facebook, <laughs> not the person who lives there? 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. She, yeah. Yeah. Like the the lady uh, that the supposed item was shipped to. Okay, I'm disturbed that your wife was able to do that. Actually, (laughs) sleuthing. Yeah, we went real deep on this. Like, I was like, we gotta find out what's going on here. This is so bizarre. So she sends her a message, and she's like, "Hey, I know this is weird, but did you get a package in like a couple weeks ago that wasn't for you?" And I'm like, she'll probably never respond. Like, you know, in Facebook, if you get a message from a non-friend, it goes to this weird folder that most people don't see. But she sends back a picture. Of like the small package, she's like, "Is this what you're talking about?" So she got somebody else's random package, but it wasn't on a treadmill. So anyway, uh, was it 27 pounds of rocks? <laughs> no, like seriously, because because yeah. you've heard stories about like you know you buy a PS5 online and you just get a box full of rocks or whatever. Yeah, like stuff like that. But you know, I kind of felt I knew what was going on here to a point, but it was it was even you know like more. What word do I want to use? It was either Dastardly. more brilliant dastardly brilliant i don't know like just conniving than even i suspected because you know i've read uh miles per day and he does a lot of reselling and he used to sell digital gift cards um for like uh itunes and stuff and he could kind of feel out when somebody was just scamming him trying to get the gift card and then would file a claim back and get it for free type of thing so he started mailing out just a piece of paper with tracking so he could say hey look paypal or ebay i shipped this here's the tracking it was delivered and then he would you know, take the code back and and put it in his account because he knew they were trying to scam him. It was for whatever. I forget the reasoning. He could figure it out, but he was uh, catching on to that. So I kind of got this idea that like, hey, if they just say they ship something and give a tracking number, PayPal will almost always say, okay, cool. They said it was delivered to your city. Good to go. So anyway, we get uh, more info. Like I, I send PayPal a nasty message. And then I go back to UPS and like a day later, more info comes up with all the tracking info because they looked at our dispute and said, hey, we agree or whatever. And then all of a sudden this unlocked more tracking info. I don't know why, but it doesn't even show it was delivered to the person in our city. It like went around <laughs> where the depot was and then ended up in that city. So the tracking number like morphed again. So at this point, I'm really confused. And then I write the article and some people commented, hey, this is a scam that they know is going on. They'll bill you, not ship it. And then when you file a dispute, they somehow are able to get random tracking numbers to your city that they'll just put in there to to win the, the dispute. So I'm guessing that this lady bought something from Amazon. It was shipped on UPS from Amazon. And somehow they were able to get that tracking number and plug it in. And I don't know if they're buying it like this is like a hack job that somebody hacks tracking numbers and sells it to these shady companies. Or whatnot, but quite a few people commented that they've either had this happen or have, you know, read about it, experienced um, something similar. So this is the new scam. One, don't buy anything from Facebook ads, including armpit sweat yeah, stuff. Sweat, sweat, Definitely. Sweat. Do Mark, not buy those. Mark, did you happen to find out if there's a sourcing website or something similar where they can put in a zip code and, and get a, you know, pay a discounted amount of money for a similar tracking number? Yeah, I, I've not dug that deep, but I'm guessing there's something like, you know, in the dark web that's like that. I, I don't know. It's very bizarre. We So what we ended up doing was we just went straight to Amex and filed a chargeback with them. They Before I could even like put the detail, because I sent a picture, a photo of the tracking showing it wasn't delivered to our to my wife. And then I was like typing up a Word doc that I was going to take a screenshot of to put in there because they don't let you like type. That's what I hate about when you file chargebacks. They don't let you like explain what's going on at all. So I was going to type something up in a Word doc, do a screenshot, and then add that as like proof evidence. And they closed the dispute before I could get done typing it. 
because I didn't think about it until after. So they awarded me, and then they have until like middle of next month to to fight it. So we'll see what comes of that. But hopefully they just kind of accept defeat and, and move on. But it's been kind of a crazy thing. But PayPal's dispute resolution center sucks. So don't use your your cash ballots because if they say, hey, they delivered it, then you're screwed because you have no other recourse. So definitely use a credit card if you buy something and go through PayPal. Yeah, so the takeaway is because you used your like you did go through paypal but because you used a credit card you were able to file a chargeback um which you know i never think about that going through paypal it's still using your credit card it still protects you for the chargeback so what do you use what does one use their paypal balance for just deposit in your bank account i guess <laughs> yeah and i've you know a couple of years ago i wrote an article about paypal like i didn't pay attention i had like i had sold something on ebay there was like 12 bucks in there or whatever and I was sending money to, I guess people will use their PayPal balance if they're sending money because then it's fee free. But I sent money to somebody and I was, you know, I put it on a credit card for the $2, 2% fee or 3% fee or whatever. And I noticed they charged me a fee for the full amount and did not include the PayPal balance. Like they did not subtract the PayPal balance they used. So let's say you sent $100 and 50 of it was PayPal balance. 50 was on your credit card. They charged you a fee on the full 100 which I wrote an article and they ended up reaching out and said, here's your 47 cents back or whatever we owe you. I'm like, dude, that's not the point. The point is that you're ripping off, you know, 47 cents times millions of people is a lot of money and you're doing this to everybody. They're like, well, it's, it's in our terms. I'm like, I don't care. That's just fraudulent. Like you didn't have to incur those fees for the full hundred dollars. There's no reason you should charge the fees for it. So yeah, PayPal. Money institutions it, charging unnecessary fees. Never heard yes. of it. Sorry, Derek, go ahead. If you Google PayPal, it's similar stories all day, every day, you know, money being taken, money being frozen, accounts being locked out. You can't get your balances, never siding with with uh, sellers or buyers if, the you know, whichever side is being the scammer. I mean, it's I haven't used them in years other than sending person to person payments between friends and family. But gosh, I read enough today just prepping for this that I don't know if I'd use them. Look at the lawyer in the and him prepping. He's prepping for the PayPal. Prepping for the podcast. Of course. Freak. Of course. Ridiculous. <laughs> you got to prep everything. Uh, well, you didn't prep this because I'm going to hit you up with a random question. Derek, I've been trying to think like what is the, you know, to close things out, what is the time that I've been scammed the biggest or what's the biggest scam I've fallen for or been victim for? You know, Derek, do any scams come to mind or any like big losses, you know, whether it be money or points that have happened to you in the past? You know, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think I've ever been scammed out of points, especially pre-travel hacking. We we did some random stuff that was not good. Um, I guess the biggest one would be not having a plan when we landed on our honeymoon in, in Cozumel and showing up to the Cancun airport and going into that madhouse where, uh, you know, it basically took us 16 hours to get to our hotel because we got kidnapped and taken to a uh, timeshare presentation where, we didn't buy a $70,000 timeshare on the spot. Uh, people's kids weren't going to be able to eat. So um, Mark, Mark was... would have loved that, man. Get kid out of a timeshare presentation. He's all about that. I have a similar timeshare presentation. Story. Yeah, that, that, I would say that was our, you know, we were classic tourists then, got scammed, didn't see it coming. Of course, that was 11 years ago, 10 years ago. So we're much older and wiser now, Mark. Yeah. And have less hair on your head. <laughs> and have less hair. <laughs> Dang, brutal. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for me, obviously, the biggest loss I ever had was, you know, I talked a few weeks ago about how, you know, I had hundreds of thousands of ultimate rewards go missing from my account, even though I got those back. I think the biggest kind of scam that 
or the, the one that comes to mind is when I was in Beijing, we took a cab and I just remember sitting in that cab and I was like, that meter's going up way too fast, you know? And so it was like maybe like a 10, 15 minute car ride. And by the time we got to our hotel, it was like a hundred dollars. And I was like, okay, so this meter is obviously cooked. And so I started arguing with the guy about the price. And it wasn't until I was like, all right, let me just call the hotel right now and ask them, you know, I'm just going to sit here in the car with you and I'll just call the hotel and ask them, you know, how much it should have cost for us to come from. I can't remember where we came from to there. And he was like, okay, okay. And then he, he was like, just give me $40 or something. And then at that point I was like, all right, we're going to get out of here. So he still scammed me for like twice as much as it should have been, but it wasn't five times as much. So I, f I feel like always with transportation in like a new country, that's, that's the easiest place to get got. I also got my uh, ATM card skimmed in Brazil at the airport of all places. I thought the airport was going to be safe. So I took money out at the airport, I think with my fidelity card. And so that was, that was pretty scary. That was when I was there for the world cup. So, um, you know, it was a bit of a bummer for a while, but yeah, it's just, it's just tough when you go to other countries, but uh, I also now will never buy a treadmill and it's only because of this story that I will never it's just buy, buy something. It off Facebook. <laughs> yeah. When it's when it's uh you know sixty percent seventy percent off, it's probably uh, not gonna happen. Like especially on Facebook ads, it's probably not a good deal. It's gonna be a hundred percent of your money gone. Well, thanks for sharing that story, Mark. And yeah, good lessons there. Just kind of a reminder to always pay attention to what's going on. We were going to talk a little bit about what grinds our gears, but unfortunately, we are running out of time, so we're gonna have to save that till next week. Although Derek, you won't be here next week, and you did all this research. You want to tell us really quickly what grinds your gears and mark and i will save it for sean for next week yeah sure i wouldn't i wouldn't want to steal mark's thunder and steal his uh thing he wrote about and was pontificating about all week on miles to memories but i think it's this disturbing trend towards all of these monthly credits that just create breakage you know you have to we give you 200 bucks but you have to use it every six months we give you 120 a year but it's ten dollars a month Amex knows, Amex is the worst defender, obviously. They know that the vast majority of people will either forget to do this uh, or will uh, just auto charge these things on a card that they probably shouldn't be putting the full amount on just to take advantage of a five or $10 benefit. It's driving me nuts. And it seems like every single offer that comes out is getting worse and worse. I know it's like um, to the point, like somebody just commented in the, the, in the diamond group and it was like, Oh, does anybody else miss the the Amex uh, dining credits? And I was like, to be honest, I was tired of focusing on, <laughs> on them trying to, you know, especially like the five dollar Hilton work. card. Yeah, yeah, I know you could like load. Derek's like, just put it, just put it in uh, like Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. You load it on your phone. It's easy. I'm like, I I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> it's just too much to shuffle when you have like four different Hilton cards. And you're like, oh, okay, did I use this one this month? Do I got to use that one? It's it's very annoying. I hate them. I know Joe hates them. Joe can't even remember to use the CSR credits. So CSR gives us credits. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> or it was can't can't remember to cancel it. One of those two. I don't remember. So many shows, Joe. So many shows. I'm guilty as charged. I just miss this stuff all the time, and so it just sucks. Like that. You have to just worry about all these things that you don't want to worry about, but then that's how they make the money off of you. So, you know, they charge you $700 so that you can worry about getting $10 at a time. I mean, just saying that out loud just makes me realize how stupid it is. Yeah, agreed. And and that's exactly what they want. They either want you to just say, it, number one, it's not worth my time. I'm not even going to chase it. Or uh, 
you just forget you want to do it, but you forget, or the third one, which is probably what they hope happens, you know, for say the cell phone credits on the MX Biz Plat. They want everyone to just sign their one Biz Plat up every month. And instead of charging 10 bucks like all of us do, people are just putting their two, three, four hundred dollar a month phone bill on a 1X card to get $10 credit. It's ugh, drives me nuts. dastardly. That's dastardly. It's terrible. It's, it's as <laughs> dastardly as selling a fake treadmill on Facebook. Man, those Facebook ads are expensive, by the way. You know, I've, I've seen the prices that they like try to advertise. So, I mean, they must be making a good living off of it. Good, honest living off of selling fake treadmills. All right. So we're going to get out of here. Thank you for sharing what grinds your gears, Derek, Mark, Sean, and I will share that next week when Sean is back. Derek, can you please let us know where people can connect with you online, where they can find you and uh, your burgeoning Facebook group? Refresh that number of Facebook users in your group right now. Before I have now, I have now not checked in 59 minutes, so I'm guessing it is 17,231. <laughs> wow, this guy prepared for the podcast and did an alt tab to his Facebook group during the podcast. This is a real professional, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Tell us where you can find we can find you. I try and bring, bring my A game for Mark. So you can find me 24-7-365 in the Facebook group. Uh, that's just travel on points. You can find uh, all of my musings on the blog at travel-on-points.com. And uh, I pop into Miles to Memories Facebook group as often as I can. Uh, to make fun of Mark and to uh, tell Sean he should have already fired him. Boom. <laughs> and, uh, where, can we I, where, where can we find you, Mark, before Sean fires you? <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, Derek's an OG member of the Diamond Group, so we appreciate you being a part of it and being so supportive. And Absolutely. And and uh, I can't wait to come back to Maryland this summer and hang out and show family the ropes of the area and everything and maybe whoop you, whoop you in golf again. Who knows? We, uh -huh. We'll... Uh... <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. You can email me, Mark, at milesmemories.com. Come in the Facebook groups, comment there, uh, send me a message, whatever. How about you, Joe? Find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. Find old episodes of this podcast at mtmpodcast.com. And again, we really appreciate it if you can subscribe and leave us a rating or even better, a review. Leave us a five-star review, but say something mean about Mark, and we promise we will read it on yes. air sometime. We love those. <laughs> Something I'm mean, still, but five, five stars. I'm still five stars DoorDash. Uh, so there we go. I'm nice. A two star, I'm a two-star podcaster, five-star deliverer. It's probably because you don't laugh when you drop off the food. It's, I do sometimes. If a... I see them, I, I'll laugh. I'll, I'll make a joke. I'm, fun, I'm a funny guy. Laugh. You just like, laugh at them like, yeah, <laughs> look at how you up. look, man. I tell a joke and I crack myself up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to maybe we need to catch up on what's going on with the DoorDash next week as well. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Special shout out and thank you to the Diamond Group who have been joining us live. Oh, and thank you again, Derek, for filling in. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you all again next week. Derek, please mute yourself when you are not talking and do not sniffle. Or was that Mark? No, I'm, I'm gonna leave that one. In, I'm gonna leave that one in the outtakes, unless I sniffled and didn't know while I was talking. It may have been yeah. me. You never know. Yeah. Any more questions, Mark, on uh, Big Sir? Nope. I'm good to go. Rolling. Cool.
just vamp for a little bit because I was messaging Sean about something and I don't have the. Yes, thank you so much for coming on last minute. Hopefully, Sean uh, feels better. Sorry that we uh, made fun of you early. Don't listen to this, Sean. Um... It was it was over, man. <laughs> I, I I'm not I'm not gonna leave I'm gonna leave this garbage into outtakes. Okay, but like it was closed. Like oh, the, the Joe, episode. Joe, Joe's like I nailed the close. Let's yeah. Is done. 